so I look at the birthdays and if there's somebody in my phone, I text them or call them a happy birthday wish. You know, I, I just, I read what people write. I engage with a lot of them. Um, I also am a member of several groups on Facebook, like local moms group or, you know, Howard County businesses. And um, people are always asking for recommendations for something. And um, I will definitely jump in there like, hey, does anybody know a plumber? And I'll, I'll say, oh, yeah, here's my plumber that I like. I'm a realtor. I use them all the time. And I have three other ones if this one doesn't work out for you. Uh, but he's my number one. And um, sometimes I'll actually like look up stuff so I can respond. Like somebody will say, um, you know, what's what's your favorite restaurant with outdoor seating? And I'll think of a couple of restaurants and I'll like Google, do they have ex outdoor seating? Just so I can kind of engage with people. So who doesn't love a handwritten note? I send a lot of them to people at church. And um, we had a church picnic the other day and somebody came up to me and you know, she, she said, gosh, you, those notes you send are just so wonderful. And they're just so heartwarming. And, um, you know, it depends on what the topic is. She had given her testimony in church and I just identified with it. And I wrote her a nice note and told her I appreciated her. And, um, that's another thing just to tell people you appreciate them. People love that. It just feels so good on a very personal, like deep spiritual level, just to know that somebody else cares about you. It's a person business. This is not a sales business. It's a relationship business. And the, the sooner you figure that out, the better off you're going to be. This is Solo Agent World, where we celebrate the accomplishments of high-performing single-agent real estate practices. Hi, I'm Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent, and welcome to the Solo Agent World, where we celebrate the accomplishments of top-performing solo real estate agents. Today, we're talking with Kelly Hilmar with Long & Foster in Columbia, Maryland. Last year, she sold 21 homes worth $9.5 million and earned $178,000 in GCI as a solo agent. Her average price was $450,000 with 48% buyers and 52% sellers. She's been an agent for seven years. Welcome to the call, Kelly. Thanks, Mike. Happy to be here. Hey, Kelly. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Real excited to talk to you. But before we get into what you're doing today, let's go back for a minute and talk about what you did before you got into real estate. Oh, okay. So um, I actually went to college to be a kindergarten teacher. And um, I did my student teaching in my senior year of college and realized that that was definitely not the career for me. Uh, so I did graduate, but I ended up going into the airline business after college. I was a flight attendant for 10 years. Um, and then I met and married my husband and he had two children and we had a, a son like oh, less than a year after we got married. And so I became a stay at home mom. And I did that for 17 years before I got into real estate. I think I was 48 years old when I got into real estate. Wow. 48 mm -hmm. years old when you hopped in. I bet a lot of people listening to, to us can relate to that. And that's fantastic. Now, you've been in the business for how long now? Well, I'm just about to finish my seventh year. I'll be starting my eighth year in October. Seventh year. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, this is exciting. And uh, I, I got to confirm something. I'm sure people want to know. So you act as a solo agent. You don't have any assistance. And last year, you closed 21 transactions all on your own. I don't have anybody that helps me. I just do it all myself. <laughs> <laughs> Keep rocking along. And that's average of about two closings a month. Uh, pretty good stuff. Well, let's do this. 
I, I want to jump into uh, talking about how you're generating your business. I, I think you have a really cool, neat, uh, unique approach, and we want to get into that and share it with everyone. You get the majority of your business from repeat and referral. If I understand correctly, it's about 82% of your business. Does that sound correct? That's right. Yeah, that is really cool. So let's get into how you're doing that. Could you give us a quick outline of what you're doing over the course of a year, kind of your annual marketing plan to your past clients and sphere of influence? So I have to be honest, I really don't have a marketing plan. Um, mine is kind of organic. I just talk to a lot of people. Um, I'm very involved in a lot of things, especially my church. Um, and I just talk to a lot of people like on a regular Sunday morning at church, I will go around and talk to a ton of people just very sincerely. Hi, how are you doing? What's going on? Um, and it's just really neat to follow up with people week after week. And um, the same with my, my buyers and sellers. I like to interact with people on Facebook, um, email, text, whatever. If I see it's their birthday on Facebook, I'll give them a call and say happy birthday or shoot them a text. Um, but it's really, like I said, it's, it's rather organic. It just kind of flows and it's very natural. And I think people perceive that it's very natural and not like, I'm not marketing to you. I'm just getting to know you and I care about you. Well, let me ask you this tough question. What is your referral script? When you walk up to someone and you want a referral, what's your script? When I, uh, I'm sorry, when I walk up to another agent. And I want to <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. Let, me, let me break that down for you. So somebody, you, you, you're talking, you're a social butterfly. You're out there meeting all these folks. Uh, how do you bring up the fact that you're in real estate and you would like a referral? Oh, um, well, it, again, that happens a little organically as well. I just, um, you know, I do try to sprinkle it in, but I'll say, oh, you know, I was showing a house the other day and I saw this or that reminded me of you or something. And so um, it, it's very non-markety. And, um, you know, my thing is to just really care about people and provide value. And that is what gets me my business. People people know that I'm a resource. It's funny, on Facebook, I get a lot of people that say, you know, somebody will ask a question and somebody in a comment will say, well, ask Kelly. <laughs> so it's, I think people think of me as a resource for things, especially home related. And um, that's, that's a really nice place for me to be because that's exactly what I want to be, a resource, someone that's helpful, and that um, I can add value to their lives. That's what I want to do. Great. And I, I, I want to clarify that a little bit uh, in my question and the, and the idea and the concept here. My understanding is that you do not have a referral script. You don't say, hey, uh, who do you know who's thinking about buying and selling a home in the next 30 to 60 days, right? You don't approach the business that way. Am I correct? That would feel very uncomfortable for me. Right. And I think that most people listening to us feel the same way. And so that's why I like your approach and want to bring that out to them. So here's the question. If you're not pre presenting the fact that you're in real estate or asking for the business directly, how do they know you're in real estate? How do they know that you're the resource? How have you established that with people? Uh, if somebody were listening to us and they don't want to be uh, direct or formal, how would they initiate this idea that they are now the resource, the real estate agent, the expert? I guess that's a tough one. I, I listen for clues. 
Um, if if somebody says something about um, you know they their furnace broke down, I'll say, oh, you know what? Let me get my list of um, of um, service providers here. Let me just open my phone. I have a ton because I'm a realtor. Or you know, most people at my church know I'm a realtor. Um, but that that's a good way to do it. Just kind of listen for clues. Um, and gosh, I, I don't I don't really know. It just it just kind of happens. <laughs> Such a bad <laughs> answer, happens. but it's the truth. <laughs> Let me, let's back up for a minute. I want to give people some bigger picture of what you got going on there. Uh, okay. Have you ever put together a formal database, uh, what I call PCSOI, past client and sphere of influence? And if so, how big is it? <laughs> uh, I'm working on it. Um, and I think we, um, I, I started pulling names recently and I think it's about 350 on my my close people that, you know, if I saw them in the grocery store, I could walk up and have a conversation with them. Fantastic. And so what I'm hearing is that you have not, put that into a database of any kind formally. Is that true? That's true. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet that has a lot of people crossed off and added in and it's bad. I know I'm a, such a bad example, but it just, it seems to work. Well, I would say that you're a common example. It's, but you're doing something extra that other people aren't to make this work. And that's what we're trying to identify here. So <laughs> let's go into, we've got two areas here. Uh, I think that they're the main areas, which are the church. And then you also do a lot of work on Facebook. And so I want to delve into each of those. Let's okay. start with the church. Now you mentioned that you, after church, you go around, you glad hand everyone, you meet them, you talk to them, you find out what's happening in their life. Tell us more about that. What do you, as far as business approach, what are you looking for? What kind of clues? How do you bring up the fact that you can help someone? So um, I, I'm not there on a Sunday morning trying to find a client. Um, these are people, I've been at the same church for almost 25 years. And so I know these people, I'm invested in these people. They know me. Um, and so the way our church is, we have Sunday school in the morning, and then we have like a half an hour break, and then we have our church service. And so during that half an hour, it's just, it's just very natural to just walk around and talk to people. And, you know, sometimes I'm dressed very nicely and they'll say, oh, you look so nice. And it's because I have an open house after church or, um, you know, I'm off to show some clients. And I will say that if somebody says I look nice. Um, and um, I, you know, um, it's it's just very natural for me to be involved in their lives. And um, I know you want to get to Facebook next, but I know most of, I mean, I follow up with a lot of them on Facebook and I just kind of see what's going on in their lives over time. And there just seems to always be a very natural way to offer to help or, and, and when I say offer to help, I don't mean in real estate. Like if they're sick, I'll bring them dinner. Or if they, uh you know, there were when we were scheduling appointments for COVID vaccines at the very beginning, it was very difficult to get vaccines. And I realized that I could call, there's a number that we could call very early in the morning. And I was getting appointments where a lot of people couldn't. So I started calling a lot of the older people in my church and saying, hey, do you need an appointment? I can get you one. And very several people were very, very happy about that. And so I think that's just kind of my natural um personality is to be helpful. And when I got into real estate, that just opened up a lot more doors, a lot more ways for me to be helpful. 
Very nice. So what I'm hearing is that you're of service to people. You you want to serve and help them. Uh, I've heard some folks in the past mention the idea of servant heart selling and that you're yes. trying to connect with people on a deeper level and that the cells just kind of flow from that. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you, uh, uh, do you think that describes the way you're approaching this? A hundred percent. And fortunately I was connected with a lot of these people long before I was a realtor. So, like I said, I've been invested in their lives for a very long time. And then becoming a realtor just was, there was just a natural flow like, oh, you're a realtor. I need this, or I need to sell, or I want to buy, or my son or my nephew. And, you know, I, I um, just in the last couple of months, somebody entrusted me with their mom, somebody entrusted me with their child. And that's so meaningful to me. I don't take that lightly. I just think, wow, you know, they really trust me because, they're recommending that their loved ones come to me for help. And, and I love that. It means a lot. I hope everyone heard what you just said, that the, the words that you're using are so important. You said that they entrusted you. They mm-hmm. entrusted you with this mm-hmm. person and their family. It's important to them. I'm getting the impression that the, the folks in the church, they're, they're more than just other people in the church. They're your friends. They're my family. They really are. Um, When I had my son, I had a difficult birth and I was out of commission for quite some time. And I was just in shock at how many people showed up at my door with meals and babysitting and help. And, you know, just do you need me to go to Target for you? It's just amazing how, you know, it's just it's such a good family of people. And the interesting thing is that Um, We live in a military area near Fort Meade, the Pentagon, Washington, D.C., and we have a lot of people that come and go. And some of those people, we know they're only going to be there for a year or two. And so my husband and I really um, tried to become their family, like come over for Thanksgiving. Don't have anybody to be with on Christmas. Come to our house. And just we just love on people. And it just kind of flows very naturally. Uh, we've chatted a little bit before, and if I recall in the church, you are not the only real estate agent there, right? That's there correct. Are a lot of other folks that they could turn to. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. So um, I know of two other realtors, and I get 99% of the business. And I don't know why. I mean, the other two are very nice people. Um, I really don't know why. I think they just trust me. And not that they don't trust the other people. I just don't understand, but they come to me mostly. And if, if I remember correctly, one of the, uh, the, the, the real estate agents is the, the wife of the pastor. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. Wow. Um, she's she's... A, a dominant position, but somehow because of your social butterflying, that's what I keep calling it. You, you've been able to love on everybody so much that they want to come talk to you. Right. And she's a lovely person too. She's just more quiet than I am. Um, I'm not, you know, boisterous or anything, but I just talk to a lot of people and, and it's just very comfortable for me. And um, like I said, they're just, they're just family. Just like you talk to your brother or your sister, you know, I, I greet them on Sundays or whatever day I see them, because we're at church several times a week sometimes. So um, it's just a very natural flow. And I know a lot of people out there aren't necessarily involved with the church, but, you know, pick pick your organization. You know, is it Rotary? Is it, um, 
the Elks club or like I'm on a bowling league. <laughs> That's fun. Um, or whatever it is, just invest in people, your neighbors, whatever it is, just, um, just be helpful and nice and you'll get business. <laughs> That's I fantastic. I, I want everybody to hear a, a very important concept that just came down there. A lot of people would walk into the church and look around and see that the pastor's wife was a real estate agent and they would say, oh, I can't work here. I can't make this work. I won't be able to get any business. They've already got this position and uh, it'll create waves or uh, it's just I'm, I'm too late to the party. And you've just proven that that's false, that they need to go in and make the connections with people they connect with and mm-hmm. things will flow naturally and just and not be intimidated by the fact that uh, the pastor's wife or uh, the, the, the husband of the person who's running the bowling group uh, is a real estate agent, right? Yes. First of all, I think there's plenty of business to go around. Um, I was talking to someone a, a long time ago about farming a neighborhood. And they said, well, you know, like research the neighborhood and see if somebody, you know, owns the neighborhood. And and then they said, you know, just because somebody owns the neighborhood doesn't mean that everybody wants to work with them. Like there are going to be some people in that neighborhood that don't like that person. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just, I don't think anything is off limits that way. Um, I know that, sh- that the pastor's wife has good friends that choose to work with her. Um, that's great. I'm glad that she's helping them. I sincerely am. And people that work with me, that's fine too. Excellent. Let me ask this. I'm sure people are curious. Have you ever taken the DISC personality profile, the D-I-S-C? And if so, do you know what you are? I don't know what I am. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you have a lot of I. You like to, uh, you tell me, is it true that you like to, you mentioned you like to go into a room and you like to float through it and meet people and greet them and be social and uh, make connections with them. Is that true? So, yes, but... I'm also an introvert, which seems very contradictory. So I won't like walk into the room and say, oh, hi, I'm here. <laughs> but, um, you know, if somebody's sitting on a couch, especially if somebody's sitting alone, I'll go sit with them and we'll have a nice conversation. And then, you know, I'll try to find somebody else. And so it's not, I do kind of a one-on-one thing more than just working the room, but um, I do try to get to know people. I, I'm very interested in people and I'm intensely curious. So I always have questions to ask people. And I think people like talking about themselves. Excellent. Very nice. Thank you. Let's do this. Let's switch gears and talk about your other way that you're generating quite a bit of your business in the repeat and referral area. And that is your Facebook work. Uh, How many friends do you have on Facebook? Oh, like 1200. Right. So 1,200 friends, and how many of those would you say are close? You would know them, or you would be very familiar with them? Or, or I mean, are some of those people, they just, they became friends, and you really don't know who they are? Where we are, what how, define this list a little more for us. Okay, I do have people like that that I don't know really well. Um, so I'm a, a CRS, Certified Residential Specialist, and, you know, we have a conference every year where we go and network with a lot of other CRS agents. And so I send and receive a lot of friend requests from them. And I don't really know them well, but I'd like to know them well, because I'd like to know where they are. I'd like them to know where I am when it comes time for referrals. But I would say other than that, I know everybody. 
So they might be people from my elementary school, or there might be people from when I used to live in Colorado, or, um, you know, people that I meet just today, I might see if they're on Facebook and send them a face, uh, send them a friend request. But um, I would say that I could pretty comfortably have a, you know, like I could text any of them on Facebook, and they would engage with me. Out of that group of 1200, how many are the CRS or the people that they're you wouldn't have that direct connection with them yet? Probably about maybe 200. Okay, so mm -hmm. that brings us down to a thousand that you do have a connection with and they'd recognize you or you'd recognize them. You, you maybe have conversations on Facebook, sound correct? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, cool. some of them are from the past, but um, very interestingly, just this year, I had two guys from my high school that like I knew who they were, but I didn't know them really well. I don't really, I don't remember having conversations with them really, but we were friends on Facebook and have been for years. You know, when you start out, you're like, oh, I know them, I know them, I know them and send all the, the uh, friend requests. But these two guys this year, they both um, messaged me and asked me to help sell a home. So the first one was his wife's, his, his wife's father's home, which we sold for 530, something like that, 531, I think it sold for. And this next one, we're going to be listing it in a month and it's 1.3 million. So these are just guys that saw that I was on Facebook, saw that I'm a realtor and they felt like they could trust me with their business and they, they texted me. So I love that. <laughs> wow. That is fantastic. And let's talk about what you're doing with Facebook. Do you have a strategy that you're approaching with? For instance, do you go, you're going to spend the first 30 minutes of every day out on Facebook or, you know, something consistent like that? First question. And second, if you are, what are you doing when you get on Facebook? So I, I don't have a, like a written strategy or an X number of minutes, but and if you ask my husband, he'll tell you that I spend way too much time on Facebook. <laughs> but, um, you know, I read what people are writing. And I'm, basically, when I wake up in the morning, I kind of get myself going. And I look at my emails, and I look at Facebook. And so I look at the birthdays. And if there's somebody in my phone, I text them or call them a happy birthday wish. And, um, you know, I, I just I read what people write. I engage with a lot of them. Um, I also am a member of several groups on Facebook, like local moms group or, you know, Howard County businesses. And um, people are always asking for recommendations for something. And um, I will definitely jump in there like, hey, does anybody know a plumber? And I'll, I'll say, oh, yeah, here's my plumber that I like. I'm a realtor. I use them all the time. And I have three other ones if this one doesn't work out for you. Uh, but he's my number one. And um, sometimes I'll actually like look up stuff so I can respond. Like somebody will say, um, you know, what's what's your favorite restaurant with outdoor seating? And I'll think of a couple of restaurants and I'll like Google, do they have outdoor seating? Just so I can kind of engage with people. Um, so, and you know, the really funny thing is somebody, I must have met somebody somewhere. I don't remember what it was. It was a while ago, but they're like, oh, I know you. And I knew I didn't know this person. And I'm thinking he knew who I was just from Facebook. So I don't really know. That's the only thing I could think of that, that he recognized me from engagement somewhere. But yeah, I'm definitely very engaged on Facebook. Very nice. 
Uh, and it sounds like you get quite a bit of business from those engagements from Facebook. Is that true? Yes. And I do want to say that if you, I interact with my personal page, I do have a business page, um, which I maintain loosely. Um, but most of this is through my personal page. And my personal page, if you look at it, and you're welcome to, um, it's not all business. As a matter of fact, it's the the smallest part of it is business. Every now and then I'll do like an open house video or say I've got a coming soon listing. But my Facebook is like, oh, look how pretty Columbia is. I love living here. And oh, look, here's a little tip on how to cut a mango. And um, here's what I'm making for dinner tonight. Here's the recipe. And, you know, my granddaughter and my cat and my son, and it's it's almost all personal with just some real estate sprinkled in. And it just happened that way naturally, because I don't know, I like to put stuff on Facebook. I know some people are more private than I am, but um, I, I just think I, I try to be like a little funny, a little smart, a little helpful and, and not, um, not too specifically. Like I don't go, okay, well, today's funny. Tomorrow's helpful. The next day's smart. I don't do that. It just kind of happens naturally. And that's just how I like to work Facebook. How often do you post on Facebook? Probably every day. Once or twice or three times a day? How, what do you think? It really depends. If I'm doing something really cool, I might post a couple of times. If I don't have, like, I didn't post anything today. I don't really have much going on. Oh, wait a minute. I did post something today. My granddaughter, um, my my daughter sent me a video of my granddaughter uh, singing a, a show tune. And she's three. She was singing um, I Love Baltimore from Hairspray. <laughs> at three years old. And so I posted that video and lots of people think it's really cute. So well, that's it for today. Nice. I might post something about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good. And so yeah. are you, uh, do you post any uh, uh, listings on your personal page when you have a, occasionally. a home that goes for sale? Occasionally, occasionally? yes. So uh, that's only once in a while. Is it every listing you have or not? Um, probably every listing, but like I said, what did I have last year for listings? Probably about 10 or 15 yeah. or something. Yeah. So that's, that's not even once a month. So, um, yeah. If you had 50 listings in a year, you were getting four plus a month. Would you, you know, one a week, would you post them? I would probably group them like, you know, here's coming in the next three weeks or month or whatever, and have a couple of them with links. Um, I don't think I would, I don't want my Facebook page to be, be too real estate-y. Um, but like, here's another, here's another thing that I posted recently. We had a big, huge thunderstorm and I took a picture of one of those basements that you go down and there's a drain at the bottom of the basement. And I put the picture, actually, I didn't even take the picture. I took it off of, you know, Google. And I said, if you have a storm drain like this, we're going to be getting a lot of rain. Please go empty out your storm drain. Make sure it doesn't have any leaves on it. So just sincerely being helpful because I've seen basements flood and I don't want their basement to flood. And sometimes when I'm showing a house, if I see something interesting, I'll make a little video about it, like a radon remediation system. Not everybody knows what that is. And so I took a video with one. I talked about the water gauge and how the fan is outside. And so people see me being a realtor without like throwing real estate in their face. Good. So you're doing a lot of education, uh, mm -hmm. uh, helpful tips uh, yes. about real estate and living in real estate as opposed to selling or buying real estate. Exactly. Um, yes. 
And you also, I want to go back to something that seemed really important, and that is you're monitoring what's happening in the lives of the other folks in your sphere. Mm -hmm. uh, and purposefully or unpurposefully, I assume that when you bump into someone who's having a life change, that's probably when you want to be there. Is there they just their family just grew or for some reason shrunk or you know different changes. They're getting relocated. Those kind of things you're you're wanting to be around. Uh, is that mm -hmm. true? Are you, are those things popping up at you and you're saying, oh my gosh, I need to say something about that? Absolutely. Um, I had someone recently whose mother died in Florida. And, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, your mom died. Are you selling her house? <laughs> Right. So, you know, I, I was, I know her and I, I was very sincerely saying, I'm so, so sorry for your mom's passing. Oh, and they were cleaning out the house. And I said, I saw you were cleaning out the house. If you're planning on selling it, I can probably connect you with a realtor in the area. But if there's anything else I can do to help, please let me know something like that. So, you know, I was saying maybe I could get a referral out of this, but really coming from a place of this very sincere um, you know, condolence for her. Did you, did you end up helping her? Did you end up getting her a referral? I just sent it. I just sent it. So I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, so mm -hmm. we don't know if that happened or not. Okay. Well, good, good. Now, if there's someone listening to us and they're, they want to up their game on Facebook, uh, what would you tell them to do? What, what any other advice that we haven't addressed yet? Um, Gosh, there's just so many opportunities. Um, oh, like, for example, whenever I'm going to meet a new client, I'll stalk them on Facebook. And I remember I had one guy come in and he was a hiker and um, and he rode a bicycle, too. And and just kind of naturally when we're talking you know, I might have said like, oh, yeah, I was on a really long bike ride yesterday or we went hiking last week, you know, to just kind of bring it up naturally. And he'll be like, oh, I have a, I'm a hiker, too. And, you know, you can have something to talk about and a level on which to identify with each other. Um, so, yeah, stock people. Um, when you have open houses, you can ask people if they want to, you know, be on your Facebook group. Um, um Oh, send cards. So I have a girlfriend that was just um, sworn in as the president of one of the other real estate groups in the county. And I just sent her a nice little card. So it's taking it's taking your life off of Facebook and bringing it into real life and saying, you know, I saw on Facebook that you were inducted and I just wanted to say thanks. I mean, you're going to do a great job. I really think you're going to be super. So I just dropped her off a little note today. Um, but you can do that a lot. And oh, um, with sports as well, if you see that somebody's playing, somebody's kids are playing sports, like keep an eye out on the local newspaper. Are, are those kids ever showing up in newspaper? Oh my gosh, my phone's ringing. Um, if the kids, sorry, um, if, the, if the kids are ever showing up in the newspaper, cut that little piece of newspaper out and mail it to them. Just say, hey, I saw this. I thought you'd like to see your kid in the paper or whatever. But I think just um, trying to, take life off of Facebook and into reality. Like, um, Hey, let's go have a cup of coffee or, um, Oh, I like that restaurant too. Let's go have lunch one day, anything like that. So there's just a lot of opportunity there. That's a great idea. And mm -hmm. I heard some of the ideas from just that. And earlier that one of the things that sounds like you like to do is see, uh, again, one of these life events 
and then take out maybe a thank you card or a note card, make a quick yeah. jot and send it off to them in the mail, the old fashioned snail mail. Is that true? Yep, absolutely. People love getting more. mail. Yeah, it's a, a little more effective today now that we don't use mail as much, right? Oh, that's right. I can tell you every time I go to the mailbox, I get the mail, I sit in my car and I'm flipping through like, are there any personal notes? <laughs> you know, because who wants to look at junk and bills, right? So uh, that's really the first thing I look for. Is there anything that's like for me personally? Um, and I'm sure everybody does that. So who doesn't love a handwritten note? I send a lot of them to people at church. And um, we had a church picnic the other day and somebody came up to me and you know, she, she said, gosh, you, those notes you send are just so wonderful. And they're just so heartwarming. And, um, you know, it depends on what the topic is. She had given her testimony in church and I just identified with it. And I wrote her a nice note and told her I appreciated her. And, um, that's another thing just to tell people you appreciate them. People love that. It just feels so good on a very personal, like deep spiritual level, just to know that somebody else cares about you. So Right. We don't get that enough, do we? No, we sure don't. And uh, and the, the, the verbal, the oral word is fine as well. And, we, and that's good. But it's a little more solid when they see it in writing. Um, yeah. How do you send that? Do you, send, you said you're sorting the mail. Do you send it in any kind of special envelope? Do you send it as a postcard? How are you sending that so that you make sure they're going to open it up? Well, I have some pretty stationery. I mean, it's just a white envelope on the outside, but it's it's nice stationery on the inside. It has my name on it and it does not have Kelly Hilmar Realtor. It just says Kelly Hilmar and I do not put a business card in it ever. Um, so, it, and, and I have nice handwriting. So people see the handwriting on the front and I mean, of course I write my name in the you know upper left corner, but um, I think people see the pretty handwriting and they'll be like, Ooh, she wrote me a note. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you do have good handwriting, by the way, you had to write some things for me. And I looked at it. I'm like, wow, it looks like it was typed on a computer. That's amazing oh. <laughs> how, how well done that print is. Uh, oh, mine is you. at the other end of the spectrum. So I really <laughs> noticed when it looks good like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Very nice. Uh, now you mentioned a minute ago, something about bringing people into a Facebook group. Do you have a Facebook group? No, I don't have a Facebook group. I participate in other Facebook groups okay. and just offer help whenever I can and, you know, drop that I'm a realtor. And um, if if people are asking for a realtor, you know, I try to advocate for myself, but most of the time there's like 50 people. Sometimes I'll say something that's different than what everybody else is saying. Um, I wish I could think of an example real quick, but um I don't know. It's it's very rare that I get that person with with 50 or 100 recommendations. It's hard to get them to see you. But sometimes you just have to say something a little different than what everybody else is saying to kind of get their attention. Um, but within the other groups, a lot of them are moms groups and I'm a mom and a lot of them are young moms and they're having babies and they're asking all these questions and I've been there and now I'm a grandma. So, <laughs> you know, I've got it coming around again, but I like to interact with those ladies and, and I don't always say that I'm a realtor or um, indicate that in any way, but sometimes I do if it's appropriate. So, but I think, I think the more you're out there, people will even subconsciously recognize you. And then a lot of, on a lot of the Facebook groups, you get this little badge that says valued contributor. And that's a nice thing to have too. So. Cool. I was just wondering uh, something. I, I, I haven't looked at your Facebook page. So I don't know. Does it have your name 
and then something after it that would indicate that you're an agent or anything in your bio or something? In my bio, yes. Um, but not, you know, like a lot of people say, Kelly Hilmar, realtor. I don't do right. that. Um, uh, you know, my cover page is a picture of me and my husband. And my personal page is just my face. But in my little bio underneath, it does say, I think, Howard County Realtor, CRS, um, Grandma, Christian, you know, all kinds of little things. Right. Thank you. Um and one other thing that I, or I'd like to kind of shift gears, but it might be very similar. And that is, uh, I know you're getting some agent to agent referrals uh, mm-hmm. that are closing, both outgoing and incoming. And mm-hmm. uh, tell us how you're making that happen. So most of that is with CRS or the Long and Foster Gold Team. So Gold Team is the top whatever percentage, 10%-ish in Long and Foster. And uh, we have Gold Team events a couple of times a year, and I'm always sure to attend them. And I don't sit with my friends. I sit with people I don't know and try to get to know them. And I've made some great connections there. Um, and that, that's been a pretty good referral source. Um, but CRS is also a very good re- referral source. And sometimes like if somebody I don't know is looking for a person for Columbia, Maryland, um, on CRS and like people are recommending other people, I might call a couple of the other CRS agents that know me and ask them to refer me on that page. <laughs> so sometimes that works, but I also have like, for example, um, there's a, a CRS agent in Delaware. She and I have a great relationship and a lot of people move from Maryland to Delaware. And so every time somebody's going to Delaware, she gives me the sale, she takes the buy and it, it works out great. And somebody, um, there's a CRS Facebook group and somebody today was looking for someone in Delaware and I tagged her and said, Hey, call Karen. So she's appreciative. I'm appreciative. It works out really, really well. Nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. So it sounds like you, you've met a lot of the CRSs at these events, you mm-hmm. made a relationship. I, I like how you said that you try to sit at the table where you don't know anyone, which is very uncomfortable for a lot of people. That's why I think you're more of an eye. You're willing to take a little bit of risk there. <laughs> And you sit down, you start up a conversation. Uh, are you collecting their contact information then, either a business card or their phone number, and then maybe trying to connect with them on Facebook? You know, how are you extending that relationship and building your date, your network, your database of connections for this agent to agent referral database? Yeah, definitely. Um, I wish I were better, a hundred percent at um, you know connecting with every business card. Like, you know, I just came home from the CRS conference last month and I have a stack of business cards and, and sure I meant to like write a little note to each one of them and say how nice it was to meet them. I just haven't done it. Shame on me. But, um, but yes, I do try to connect with people on Facebook. I, um, you know, any opportunity I have to refer them, that's great. Oh, I have another um, referral agent that I like in Denver. Um, so it's just, and, and actually, one of my ideas is to be more intentional about marketing to those agents, because Maryland's a small state, and I cover most of the middle of it. <laughs> so, and I know people on the edges. <laughs> so, um, you know, just think of me when you think of Maryland, because if I don't serve that area, I know somebody who does. Oh, I try to market nice. that to other realtors. Yeah. Very good. Um I'm trying to think if, there, if there's anything else that we should share with somebody who wants to, to do this Facebook work and connect with their sphere 
Is there anything left? Have we turned over every stone? Is there anything else you could think of you'd like to share? Well, I just think the most important thing is to be yourself and be helpful. Um, it just, it's just not about real estate. Nobody wants to see, like every now and then, if I get a friend request, I'll look at their page first. And if it's just listed, just sold. Oh, I'm here at settlement. Oh, just listed, just sold. Like, not interested. Like I know nothing about them other than they sell houses. People want to know who you are. And so show them a little bit of your life. I know some people are very private, but there's stuff you can share. Um, just all kinds of stuff. I go for a bike ride. Sometimes I'll turn on my camera and just ride my bike. And like here's, here I am on the bike trail. Um, <laughs> you know, there's no harm in that, but um, it's just something interesting. And people comment about it. And when people comment, it gives you an opportunity to talk back to them. And uh, it's just, it's, it's just a land of opportunity on Facebook. There's so many avenues that you can pursue. So be on, be present, interact with people, show yourself and don't be salesy. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah. I was going to ask you what a big mistake is you see other agents doing. And I think you've already mentioned that you, you see them pushing real estate too hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm not all about real estate. That's a huge part of my life, but there's so much more to me and there's so much more to everybody. So, and nobody is interested when it's, it's just the same thing over and over. Here's a house, here's a house, here's a house. Like, okay, I'm bored with that, you know, move on to somebody else. But when you're interesting and fun and engaging, people are there with you. It's, it's fun for them. It's fun for you. And it has to be a two-way street. So you can't just put stuff out there and not interact with other people. Thank you, Kelly. Let's do this. Let's switch gears for a minute. Let's talk about your daily schedule. A lot of agents want to know how they should set up their day to be productive and make sure that things are getting done. What does your ideal day look like? So I'm not a super early morning person, <laughs> but, um, you know, I like to get up and, um, you know, I... Ideally, I would be doing my exercises before I pick up my phone, but the reality is sometimes I just pick up my phone and I'm, I'm right into emails and Facebook and whatever else needs to be done. And um, uh, I don't always go to the office. I like to just be out in, you know, around town and running my errands or doing whatever I need to do. And, um, but just always trying to incorporate, you know, who do I need to talk to? What do I need to follow up with? What are my dates? So I guess the reality is I, I don't have a super tight schedule. It's just kind of loose, but it works for me. There's real estate every day for sure. It sounds to me like you like to hit the ground running by checking in with your email, your Facebook. Uh, those are kind of the core things that you want to start with, see what's, what the tasks are for the day or in a way, I think that's your prospecting. Your prospecting is going out and looking on Facebook and seeing what's happening in your sphere, these folks in your network, you're seeing mm -hmm. what's happening in their world and you're trying, you're touching base every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. People hear from me almost every day. <laughs> Not right. all thousand of them or 1200 of them, but uh, you know, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty in interactive on Facebook with, with a lot of people. Now you worked pretty hard. You're, you're closed 21 transactions last year. Do you ever take any vacations? Yeah, we do. Um, so my granddaughter lives in, well, they split their time between New York City and Ocean City, New Jersey. And we've been up there to visit them quite a few times this year. Um, we had a vacation planned, but we decided not to go. 
my husband and I were just going to go to Disney World, just the two of us. But Florida is so high in COVID right now. We just thought, eh, let's not do that. And so we might reschedule it for the spring. But um, I do like to take like a big vacation every year if we can. A couple of years ago, my husband and I went to the Galapagos Islands, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, it's not it's it's not a set schedule. We we try to just be flexible. Oh, and that's another thing I should talk about. I have a uh, a realtor friend who he and I cover for each other, and I think it's really important that people have something like that. Um, he is actually uh, a full-time employee with the Board of Education. And so he also does a very good business. And um, he tends to refer his buyers to me, which is a nice thing for me. So we do a referral. And sometimes I have to refer somebody over to him. But also, like if I'm out of town, he'll take my buyers out and show houses or vice versa. Um, but he's we're not a team, but we kind of call ourselves an unofficial team. <laughs> It's just a really good resource for me and a good friend. That's great. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. curious how you were making sure as a solo agent, how you were maintaining your business when you were out of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mostly with him. And then I have a couple of other agents that same thing. We're all kind of busy. We all go travel a little bit and we just kind of have a, a pool of names, maybe four or five other agents that, you know, like, oh, if you can't do it, can you do it? And so it, it usually works out pretty well. And if I had to, I could just pay somebody. And most of the time when I'm on vacation, um, at least lately, it's been the kind of vacation that I can pick up my computer and write an offer if I need to. I just can't show a house. So, um, but like when we went to the Galapagos, I was off the grid. <laughs> so I had to have a couple of people making sure everything was taken care of, all the loose ends tied up. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are you able to take off uh, evenings? Are you working a lot of evenings? It really varies. Um, most of the time I'm off in the evenings, but if a client needs to see a house or if I need to write an offer, I go. I'm not one of those agents that says, oh, I have these business hours. Um, I respect people that do that. And I think it's great. Um, I'm just not at that point where I feel the need to do that. Um, it's just me and my husband at home. And he's a super supportive spouse. I'm very appreciative of that. And, um, you know, if he, like, he knows when I need to go, I need to go and that's fine. It works for us. Excellent. Very good. Uh, let me ask uh, something else that's been happening a lot. We've been in a very hot market. Things have Mm -hmm. been, uh, percolating where we get a lot of multiple offer situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, I assume that you have been in on those, uh, let's say representing a buyer, how do you deal with that stress and structure and how do you tiptoe through that thing and make it work when you're in a multiple offer situation? Well, that brings up a whole other kind of conversation. <laughs> so um, I think it's really important to know realtors in your area. And um, I've been invo- involved with my local board. I've been on the board of directors for five years and I participate in a lot of the board events and I get to know other realtors, just like I get to know people on Facebook. Um, and and it really helps when you're when your deal is on the table with someone you know and you're a known quantity and then there's other people that maybe aren't a known quantity it really has helped me get deals um, accepted um, but i've also been very good at um, consulting with my buyers ahead of time saying you know here's what the last several houses in this house have sold for. And look, here was the list price and this is what they sold for. So, you know, have that in your mind that we might be going 25,000 over or 50,000 over, whatever the number is. 
And so they're kind of thinking that before we're going out and looking at houses. Um, so they're not shocked when we have to do it. Um, also trying to, you know, have the most favorable terms as far as inspections, like an as-is inspection or um, financing. Um, I have my lender call the listing agent when I send out an offer. Um, I always call the agent ahead of time and ask, you know, what do the sellers need? Do they need a certain um, settlement date? I had one accepted earlier this year because the agent said they want to settle on X date. It was like January 14th. It was a very specific date. And so guess what? We wrote our offer for January 14th and we were the only one that did. And we got the offer and we got the sale. So, um, you know, it's just sometimes as simple as having a conversation. And when I call the agents, I try to be really nice and I try to be, you know, very uh, like my voice sounds nice when I talk to them on the phone. And, you know, I just kind of give the impression like, hey, I'm going to be really nice to work with. So, I mean, of course, the offer speaks louder than that, but it helps because, um, you know, there's so many agents out there that just... Um, probably aren't doing the best job representing their client. And it really shows sometimes in the offer. Sure. And if you can make yourself stand out, uh, two offers are very close to one another and you're friendly mm -hmm. and the other one's not, <laughs> maybe you're going to get that. Or you know them from another relationship and right. they don't know the other agent. Maybe you, you're able to tilt that a little bit in your uh, client's favor. So that makes total yeah. sense. Let's uh, shift gears again. People have been listening to us now for a bit. They understand your business model. Uh, and the question they're going to have is, are you profitable? Yes, absolutely. I'm very cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't spend hardly any money. It's, I do have BombBomb, which I like. Um, I have the basic subscription to BombBomb. And so like when I'm, do, and I do open houses. Um, so when I'm at an open house, at the end of it, I'll just look at who's on my list and I'll pick up my phone and, you know, in like, I usually stand in the kitchen of the house that I've done the open house in and I'll say, Hey, so-and-so, and I'll say their names and I'll say, thanks for coming to my open house. Um, appreciate you stopping by. It was really nice to get to know you and your family. And I always offered to do a free buyer consultation. And I think that's one thing that maybe people don't offer because like, you know, you need to have that call to action, but I'll say, you know, I'm happy to do a free buyer consultation with you. We'll sit down. We'll talk about the process of buying and, you know, financing and everything you need to know so that when it's time to go out and look at houses, you are one of the most informed people out there. So people are responsive to that. I've gotten a couple of calls from that. Um, so that's a good thing. So, okay. Bomb bomb is one thing I pay for. I pay for my electronic signature program. Um, I do a few mailings. I don't do, I don't have a farm, but like, you know, we have a shredded event at the office. So I'll send out shredding cards. Um, don't do a ton of mailing. Um, I don't, I've never done Facebook ads. I probably should do that. Um, so that'll be, that'll be next on my list. Um, and they're, they're very affordable. So it's probably about it. I mean, there's, there's a few things here and there, but um, generally I don't, put out a lot of whole, a whole lot of money. I haven't done a client event, probably should do that in the near future. Um, do you know what so, your net profit margin is? Have you figured that out? No, I see. I think last year, I think I brought in uh, my GCI was 178 
And I think after taxes and everything, I cleared um, like 105. That's great. After taxes. Yeah, after everything. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the, the big expense was the taxes. Huge. That's like 40%. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam took a big chunk. He does. All right. Very good. Uh, let, let me, I'm listening to you. You're very excited. You're happy with where you're at, what you're doing. Kelly, what, what drives you? <laughs> That's a really good question. I don't know. I'm just, I just, I'm interested in people. I'm interested in things. I'm just, like I said, I'm intensely curious. I read a lot. I research a lot. Um, I'm curious about people. I don't know. I just, I want to know people. I want to, I want to be helpful. Um, so really what drives me? I don't have a thing. Like I don't have a financial goal. I mean, we're, we're looking at retiring in a few years and it would be nice to be able to contribute a nice chunk to my um, retirement house, wherever we decide that's going to be. But um, I'm just kind of a little bit of a free spirit. Cool. Uh, Kelly, if there was a agent listening to us, a brand new agent just about to get in the business, what would you tell them to do first? Um, talk to their people. You know, a lot of people say, oh, should I buy Zillow leads or should I, I'm sure, probably shouldn't have said Zillow, but should I buy this lead or that lead? But, um, you know, that's not where your business is going to come from. Your business is going to come from the people that know, like, and trust you. We hear that a bazillion times in real estate. Um, but it's so true. Like, if you have money to spend, take them to lunch, take them for coffee, you know, um, do some pop buys, but just knock on the door and talk to people, people that you know. Um, yeah, it's it's just, it's a person business. This is not a sales business. It's a relationship business. And the, the sooner you figure that out, the better off you're going to be. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I've, uh, I've come to the end of my questions for today. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts for the listeners? Um. Gosh, you know, this is this business is just so full of opportunities and so many little avenues that you can pursue. And don't try to do everything. Try to find your niche. And, and I don't mean a niche like a niche market, just like who are you? What is what is your like, what do you put out into the universe? What do people see in you? And just kind of go with that and be true to yourself, be helpful to people and I think business will come to you. Okay. Hey, Kelly, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for taking the time to talk with everyone. Absolutely. It was my pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me today. Hey, Kelly, it was great to have you here. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for now. Thanks for joining us on Solo Agent World. Keep moving forward. Bye. Thank you. This has been another episode of Solo Agent World. Enjoyed what you heard? Hit that like button. Plus, remember to subscribe and click that notification icon so you'll be the first to receive all the latest episodes. Love the show? Leave us a five-star rating and write a quick review. If you know a solo agent that we should interview, yourself or someone else, let us know at mastermindagent.com. And if you have a solo agent friend who could benefit, tell them about the show. Thanks for listening to Solo Agent World. Keep smiling and keep moving forward.